This is gonna be fun. Let's see how this goes. First time, just me. No guests, Phil's still away. Actually, he's back, he just got back, but uh, he won't be joining us today in the office. A little bit too hectic of a situation right now for him, but we will be calling him later. So it's the first call podcast. That's gonna be pretty exciting. Today, as you can see, the podcast space is looking a little bit differently. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube or any of the reels, you'll see we have some things up finally. It's not a blank, sane, sane, insane asylum. That's how you say it. It's not just a white wall behind us. It's kind of looking a little bit better. I think it looks pretty good. I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. We got some personalized items right now. Phil still hasn't brought his stuff up. So right now it's all mine. We got some, uh, some of my favorite stuff. Geralt of Rivia. If anybody knows me, I love The Witcher or I loved The Witcher. The Witcher's kind of been, uh, I don't know. I can talk about that forever. It's going super downhill. Um, the books are great. The game's great. The first season's pretty good. Uh, other than that, I've been pretty upset. Uh, but what? anyways, I can go on this forever. We got Mikasa Ackerman up there from Attack on Titan. Come on. Anybody watches uh, any animes? I mean, I know that's the most basic one, so don't, don't at me. But uh, it's a pretty... She's pretty uh, legendary, so had to have her on there. Uh, of course, coffee is for closers, because if you don't close, you don't drink. And Babu Frick, the most niche, he has a huge following now, I think. I think Babu Frick may be the star of Star Wars at this point. What I mean, I think so. I would put him right above Luke and Anakin. It goes Babu, Luke, Anakin tied, probably. And then anybody else that you can think of, maybe Yoda or, you know, Mandalorian, something like that. Uh, over there, you might be wondering, why is there a trophy up? I'll tell you why. I am the champion at Elevate in uh, go-kart racing. So we, we we did races back in the day. You know, Phil's a car guy. Uh, crushed him. Everybody else, too, just miles ahead. Actually, Simon was beating me, but uh, last lap, I actually overtook him. He took a, took a turn too hard, and you know what? It was the perseverance. I just stayed with it. Slow and steady wins the race, and uh, that's what happened. So that's my trophy. I've had that now for about two years, maybe, a year and a bit. And, uh, yeah, it doesn't seem like it's going anywhere. Uh, a little bit a little bit different today. So one of the things I really wanted to touch on is my life. I've been, uh, like in the last episode, you know, I spoke with Billy, what was it, a couple episodes ago now, actually, about hobbies. And uh, so I do have many hobbies. I like to do a lot of different things. I keep myself busy and I get really into things like randomly too. I'll just, you know, be scrolling online and I'll see something that pops my interest and I'm like, let me do it. This is this is my new thing. This is my new personality. Uh, so right now I've challenged myself uh, to run a half marathon. Big, dis big distance. Um, a little bit nervous, but I think I can do it. So backstory of this is last year, me and a couple buddies, we were, we were just kind of talking and all of a sudden there was a run that was coming up. It was a 10K run. It was the Toronto Zoo run. So located at the zoo. I love the zoo. Um, it was a great excuse to get to the zoo and actually do something enjoyable. So, you know, my friends and I could all train for this at the same time. It was, it was actually kind of exciting. I think without them, I, there's no way I would have done it. Um, so, yeah, we decided to do that. And it went well. We started training months in advance. Then I went away to Greece for a month and gained like five pounds and stopped running. So came back. It was like what was it? End of August. 
got injured right away because I tried running and pulled a muscle. A couple of weeks went by, ran that zoo run, and I crushed my personal best. So I, that like the high I got off of that was pretty much, you know, you can't compare it to many things, especially now not playing many sports or anything like that. It was, it was actually pretty great. So, you know, some time went by, the winter started and it got cold and, you know, I didn't really think I was going to do anything, but then January hit and right away I was like, this is something that I want to keep doing. I like running. It's very enjoyable for me. So, um, my friends and I, again, discussed it. They're like, they're like crazy. You know, my friend Miles and my friend Brad, they're like, uh, let's do a marathon. I'm like, yo, chill. I need some time. I need some time to, you know, get into running again. I just did a 10K, which for me was like killing myself to complete. I wasn't, I wasn't ready. I didn't train properly. But um, this time around, we agreed, okay, let's do a half marathon. So it's in May, early May, I think May 7th, something like that. It's the Toronto Marathon. And uh, it goes from Shepherd and Young. Shepherd and Young all the way down to the distillery district across Lakeshore and it ends uh, close to Ontario Place. So when you when you think about you know that distance on a map, go look at a map and, and map that out. It is terrifying. Um, I don't really like thinking about that because it makes me really nervous and uh, makes me think like maybe maybe I can do it. Am I in over my head? Probably, but hey, you got to start somewhere, right? So we started training now. I'm super into it. Uh, just trying to run maybe three or four times a week. <clears throat> Excuse me, and uh, and get into things again. You know, now I'm I'm kind of hitting that you know five six k comfortably uh, every other day with one long run of about, you know, 10 kilometers plus, it's going well, my legs are feeling good. But the one huge issue I have is I have a really wide foot. So my foot doesn't fit into regular shoes at all. And it's super frustrating because I go to the running room, I go to all these different stores, sport check, wherever they sell running shoes, I've practically been at this point, And they never have my size in a wide variety of shoes. So they'll have it in like, maybe one or two pairs. But uh, you know, I want to try on 10 because those one or two pairs usually don't feel good. So what I had to do last week is order 10 different pairs online, have them delivered to my house, try them all on. So I paid for all these, tried them all on. Of course, none of them fit me. So now I have to drive back to the store. I couldn't, I guess I could ship them, but that just seems like another hassle. I don't want to, you know, open up another can of worms, but I'm just going to drive back, drop them all off, say, Hey, you know, Merry Christmas. Here are all of your all of your shoes that I do not fit in and then go from there. So super frustrating, but you know, I did find one pair that kind of fits just the regular size. I have a, I have a two E, I believe it's called a wide foot. So we'll, we'll check that out. I think I, I ordered that pair crossing my fingers. I really hope it works because it's very frustrating. I don't want to feel uncomfortable running, but I guess that's the whole point, right? Feel uncomfortable because running isn't comfortable until it is. Hmm. Wise words, huh? Yeah. So running is a big part of my life right now. I'm, I'm pretty excited to keep it going. Run the half marathon with my friends. Finish it. That'll be a huge accomplishment for me. Um, it'll show that really anybody can do it because I always hated running. I actually learned how to slow run uh, at the beginning of this year. So, um, you know, I can, I can talk about this all day, but there's different heart rate zones to run in, and uh, it's really hard to stay in zone one or two. That's like a very low heartbeat that you can talk to somebody uh, very comfortably, 
And it's really hard to stay there because every time you try to, you know, just as a human, you start running and you start pushing yourself and you, you get into this zone that's not too hard, but not too soft. And you just stay there. And that's not really a great place to be. You either want to be like super slow and comfortable or you want to be running really fast. I mean, there's, I'm oversimplifying everything, but for me, uh, learning to run slow changed everything, made it very enjoyable now and uh, makes me want to run more. Maybe a half marathon, maybe a marathon in the future. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe at the end of the year. Goal would be to run that, the uh, the Greek marathon, you know, to Athens from marathon. I think that, you know, being Greek, I think that would be pretty awesome. Uh, good story to, to tell one day. And uh, yeah, can cross that off my bucket list. So I don't know, maybe... Maybe one day. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, so so it is just me today. Um, I guess a little bit, you know, an update on, on how things are going uh, w- with us and, and uh, you know, with the real estate market right now. It's uh, It's been a strange week, uh, maybe, maybe 15 days at this point, uh, maybe two weeks. Uh, I, I've seen things starting to move. Uh, prices are still pretty stable to what they've been this year. Um but uh, some properties now are selling for asking price, even having multiple offers. I mean, last week, I may have touched on this in a, another podcast, but there was a property that did sell with five offers on the first day it was listed. And you don't really see that that often. I haven't seen that in the last, you know, four to six months, really. Um, there are multiple reasons for that happening. One being that it was priced at a pretty attractive level for what it was. It was, you know, this was a legal triplex in a decent neighborhood, uh, halfway renovated. It was, it was a very unique property. Um, you wouldn't even be able to get conventional financing on it because it was halfway renovated. There were no kitchens in place. The washrooms, there were washrooms in place, but the kitchens were, you know, in shambles. Everything was, there was, I believe, you know, open permit. There was a, a lot going against the property. So the low price was, enticing because you know maybe maybe it was worth the risk at that point but i ended up being a bidding war on it and it set it sold for much higher than i expected um maybe you know maybe that's what the market's dictating these days for a property like that for a big project but it was pretty interesting to see so that happened a couple other properties that i've had my eye on for now uh, one of them was uh, you know a couple weeks but one was a, a few months it's been listed and I was in talks with the sellers about that one for quite a while, trying to negotiate the price down. And um, all of a sudden it sold for asking price, which was significantly higher than where we almost had it locked up at. And, you know, it's very strange when, when something like that happens, it seems what seems like, you know, out of the blue, I guess uh, it's like the perfect storm right now. So the rates just increased last week. Um, And, I don't believe that they are expecting the rates to keep going up aggressively, maybe a little bit more. I think the U.S. just increased their rates, which isn't a good sign. It means that we might be increasing again. I'm not sure about that. Um, but I, overall, the general opinion on the situation is that we're pretty much at the top of where rates are going to go. So in the future, they're probably going to start coming down. And I think people are coming out of hibernation and, and thinking maybe maybe this is a good time to pull the trigger. I don't know. I'm just speaking out loud here into the camera by myself without anybody. It's a little bit strange. But uh, but yeah, we'll see where we're at. I'll keep you guys posted if things start changing. Uh, the last, again, the last 10 days, 15 days, seems like things may be starting to change, but only time will tell. I'll keep you guys posted. 
Let's go back to something I was talking about earlier. The Witcher. This is a random podcast. We have some real estate running and now Witcher conversations. Oh, Henry Cavill. Is that how you say his last name? Cavill? Cavill? He's leaving The Witcher. That was announced a couple weeks, a couple months ago now at this point. Holy, maybe a month and a half ago. He's obviously the star of the show. He's the face of the franchise. And he thinks that the showrunners are not staying true to what the books and the video games were about. Um, if you watched the series yourself, you can see that as well. The The second season was very different. There were a couple of, you know, maybe not main characters, but uh, important characters that were just totally rewritten and their whole roles and personalities were changed. And, you know, it, it was very far from staying true to the source material. So that was a little bit triggering uh, for anybody that's a fan, but him leaving and now this prequel that was that was released that I have refused to watch. I watched the first 10 minutes of the first episode on an airplane when I was going to, uh, when I went to Quebec uh, over the winter break, which is another really good time. Maybe I'll talk about that a little later, but um, I watched the first 10 minutes and honestly, I couldn't stop fast enough. It was so bad. The writing was terrible. The plot line was played out. I was just not having it. And this is coming from someone who is a pretty pretty big Witcher fan. I've read the first three, four books. I'm on the, I think I'm on the fourth one now. Um, I played Witcher 3. I enjoy the first season. I'm, you know, I'm a decent, decent fan. I can't watch it. It's just so frustrating. I've actually watched maybe five or six hours of YouTube videos on why it's so bad. But there is one person that for some reason has a different opinion. And I think... He, that's the unpopular opinion. Go look at Ron Tomatoes. I think it's like fifteen percent, something like that. Let's give him a let's give him a call and see what he thinks. Super, super unpopular opinion. Hey, hello. You're on the podcast, Open House. What's up? Oh my god! Oh my god! Long time yeah. listener, first time caller. I'm glad <laughs> I finally made it through. How long have you been saving that line? <laughs> since we figured out the new mixer could do a call-in <laughs> so like, a day month. one <laughs> yeah so i i have i've set this up just so you know first of all i've been talking for like 15 minutes on my own this is super weird um but i think it's okay i guess i've been rambling i rambled about running and a little bit about the real estate market and now about the witcher so i've set up your call as being the guy who has a super unpopular opinion on the prequel to the witcher which is rated the worst show on netflix and no is it really oh yeah yeah yeah. Like, I, i'm pretty sure by far not that bad. i've seen some trash tv on netflix it's not okay so what's your opinion on it um i i should preface with like i'm a bit of a whore for new content of all varieties if it's like a good ip like, there's been garbage Star Wars stuff. I'll gobble it up either way. Um, same theory with The Witcher. I was never, like, a book Witcher guy. I barely even played the video games. I just like new content of uh, of that IP. Um, I, I didn't hate it. I didn't, uh, I didn't hate it. There was definitely some, like, character arc stuff that was incredibly annoying. The, the like the naggy person who you know is just like always going to be the one to cause the shit and it's so damn predictable what they're going to do uh and they're just annoying about it 
that existed, but like cool Witcher backstory stuff was there, how they first came to be the, the convergence whole, whole thing I never really understood until I finished that series. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't hate it. it. I, I think you said it right there, actually. Crash until you told me. No, it, it, it makes sense because... So I, I said my background with the Witcher series of having read half of the books now, uh, playing Witcher 3, and kind of knowing the background of these characters and how it works out when you watch it and play, and you're like, this is not close to the source material at all. And right. it starts going it. so far from it. I think it's that's that's the part that most of the fans are really upset about. Um, and then that along with exactly what you just said, where it's super predictable. It's kind of like Marvelized at this point, if that makes sense. It's, yeah. you know, you know what I mean? Like it's it, like what you said about star Wars and, you know, I have Babu Frick in the background here. Um, <laughs> it's the same thing. It, it kind of gets to the point where I, I want to use the word cheesy, maybe where you're like, of course, that person did this thing. It's very predict. I've seen this yeah. in oh, yeah, yeah, a yeah. thousand shows can, now. You can see, I mean, that's all half the shit on Netflix, too. That's become like an internal game of ours. Uh, at the beginning of a series, we just kind of, like between Lauren and I, we'll just guess who's going to do what at what point. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like with an 80% success rate, for the most part, it's like clear as day who's doing what from you know episode one and like some people's character arcs there's no surprises and i do i don't know shit about the witcher but none of it was a surprise um but it was i don't know it's so cool it was all right it was like any any like you've read the books you the movie's never the same like that whole drama oh it's never gonna match up to whatever whatever i just like watching people beat people up on tv and that was but the fight scenes were pretty bad too come on some of them are okay, sort of. I don't know. I don't know. Come on. I think <laughs> you're better than this. I'm not a harsh critic either. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm pretty harsh. I've watched 10 minutes of it. Uh, I think, oh, yeah, I, I made it to the part in the first episode where uh, the, I believe she turns into the queen. Um, she is hooking up with the dumb Oh, male yeah, 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 yeah. And then I think he gets banished after that of what I know because they catch them. Yeah. Something like that. I, I was watching that and I was like, I don't know who this guy is. I don't know who this lady is. I don't care about this love situation they find themselves in. I don't care that he's getting banished and everything up to that point. I mean, the the fact that what was what was the main character's um what was what was her nickname? The Bard or something? Oh, the lark. The lark. <laughs> I, don't, I think it's just bard in older English. Okay. Well, she's singing and then beats somebody up and then goes back casually singing right away. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> hey, show let me, me stop this bar fight by throwing a couple of knives at people. And I'm going to go back to singing now. <laughs> and yes, everybody loves it. I'm not anyone special. I'm just someone singing in the corner. Leave me alone. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just kicked the crap out of these guys and... Now I'm, but I'm a nobody. Don't worry about me. No one's, no one's raising any red flags about that. Come on, it was honestly the Witcher. This is what the Witcher is. This is what the Witcher is supposed to be. Geralt being badass, beating the crap out of monsters and people. All right, Siri being this super powerful little girl that can't control her powers and and needs to be protected by someone like Geralt, and Yennefer, who's one of the most powerful wizards or 
Is that was that the term proper? I don't know. Witches, witches wizards, whatever she is. Like I'll say wizard, uh, and who has, you know, is kind of like a wild card with her temperament, but has this loyalty to Siri because Siri is now like a daughter to her because she can't have daughters because she's a wizard, and she did the oh whole, true yeah. So she can't have daughters. Geralt is Geralt, just a badass that you know. Is a has really good morals. He says it in the first season. There, um, he, he goes, "Evil is evil." I oh, I can't remember the quote now. Maybe I'll I'll pop it up here. But it was something like, "Evil is evil," and choosing between one evil and another, I'd rather not to, not choose. Something along the lines of that. He's just yeah, yeah. I can remember that. He has a moral high ground. He he he's a good person, and he's like a father figure to now Siri. So that's what the series is about. But now it's turned into this like whole other thing, which I, I don't even I don't understand where it's going. I, I think we'll see. You know what? The only way we can really see this is wait until season three comes out, see what happens and why Henry Cavill this decided to yeah, leave the that, series. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the interesting current curious drama <clears throat> is what uh, what sent him off the series. Unless I'm hoping he's coming back, so he can provide full attention to the Warhammer 40k series. That could be it too. He he said it was the source code, the the source source material. Sorry, he, he mm. quoted that they like they're straying from the source they material. They so far from the source material, and now uh, I think what's happened is that he is now a secondary character, and they're trying to focus it more on the Yennefer, um, Siri, uh, and a couple other of the main female leads. Uh, right. they're, they're taking a different approach to it, which is. Fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, except for the fact that I would say a large majority of the fan base of The Witcher are dudes who want to see Geralt beat the crap out of things. Yeah, beat, yeah, exactly. Yeah, of course. Not that's not, why I watch it. Exactly. That's why I watch it too. It's the practically the only reason. I don't care about anything else. I just want to see him do cool things, which I think it's straying away from that. And he's kind of just like, I'm a, I'm like one of the top movie stars in the world i should be probably doing something bigger which is now going to be the warhammer series that will be very exciting we'll see what happens with yeah, that that's good i like i we're gonna do a whole sub podcast on that yeah we, it, we threw i'm that screwed out. if that's good i will also do a whole sub genre on we'll wait till that's good on what uh, on warhammer as a whole like uh, if if that is good it will i don't know interestingly uh i think it would drive a lot of a lot of traffic to uh, to the game that is very much an underground hobby of so twenty to thirty somethings that? across Let, the land. Let's set this up. Maybe next week, or you know, in the next couple of weeks, bring in some of your pieces and teach me how to play. Because or start teaching me. I don't think I don't know if it's like a one one day twenty minute podcast type of thing to learn, but. Uh, I want to learn. Not. I want to I want to get into the you know. So, so I, I mentioned earlier in this podcast, I went to Quebec uh, over the break, and I was shopping at I think it's called the Eden Center in Montreal, uh, and there was a Warhammer store. It's the first time I've ever seen one. Yeah, obviously, yeah, I have yeah. not looked hard at them, and you know, <laughs> they're kind of hard to miss though if you just walk past it. Oh, like yeah. it's kind of a very it's yeah, a very it's, specific niche. Of of course, you see, like it's like the only store filled with fifteen incels. 
at, at a minimum. <laughs> at a minimum. Yeah, it was packed when I walked by. Of course, I the first thing I did was go right in. So <laughs> that's that's saying anything. Um, I walked straight in there. My girlfriend's with me like, oh, God. Uh, so I'm walking in there. I'm looking around I'm like this. I have no clue what this is, but I feel at home. I want to be it's here. It's just right so now. cool. It, I don't know. It's every – hell, you just talked about The Witcher. It's every like – young boys nerd genre kind of come to life that's all like if you look at age of sigmar is the is the warhammer it's like fantasy era game that's the name of it but oh, if you look no. at like that if that segment if that section of the store it's just more shit that you would see that like came out of the witcher-esque stuff and turned into little plastic models that you need to spend way too much money on and build and paint yourself Okay, so then you're gonna you're gonna teach me about this whole world. I'll do some research after I start learning about it. Learn to play the board game, and then maybe I don't know. Maybe I'll paint my own set. Maybe that's that's something that we can do. How much are we talking about here? Depends. Uh, the The average army size is, that people play with is uh, you, somewhere between five hundred and a thousand bucks, probably. Holy crap! To uh okay all right i'll do it it's fine hobby hobby i'll say anyways okay uh, well next week maybe when, when when do you think you're gonna be <laughs> back so that, so that we can do this in person and it's not uh, just me anymore. yeah yeah we, we'll be back on for the next uh the next recording okay thank god i've missed it you've done too many uh had too many exciting guests without me yeah it was actually pretty fun and now we're dropping reels and they're looking pretty good do you see the one i just posted it's actually uh yeah, yeah. Probably the best yeah, one uh, of, good. of the whole. You can tell the camera difference of the old crappy camera we had to the new. It's crazy. Nicer camera. Like it's actually crazy the difference. Uh oh, he went to sleep. Very crazy the difference uh, between the two cameras. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you soon. I'm probably gonna wrap this up in the next couple minutes. I'll let you go. You sound a little busy. Uh, and yeah, sign off. Sweet. I guess. <laughs> Sounds good. We'll uh, we'll chat about the trip on the next one. Okay, cool. Talk All soon. right, take it easy. Have right. fun. Yeah. Oh, that was kind of cool. First call-in podcast. That was pretty awesome. We went on a ramble. I mean, if anybody even watches this, this has nothing to do with real estate. And that's kind of what we're trying to do going forward. I think it's just to, as you can see with the decorations here, it's just to have fun and talk about things that we talk about normally anyways and just record it and have fun with it. It's more of a hobby than anything. This is This is... I don't know. I enjoy this. I'm, I'm still learning. It's super embarrassing, but whatever. I mean, I'm out there. I'll end it off on that. Thanks for joining me for my first solo podcast. A lot of rambling, but uh, I made it through 30 minutes. Oh my God. I knew I'd talked a lot, but maybe I talked too much. I don't know. Next time I'll see you with Phil. Thanks guys. (laughs) 